Hi, this is Twenties Convos with Wally and Toby, a conversation between two age-old friends about life. Um, I'll put money into a retirement plan that, that pays a premium after a certain point in time. The world. And everything in between. We just need to acknowledge that there are differences and there are similarities, but it doesn't. There's just not one way to be black. On this episode, we spoke about the tension between fitness and body positivity. Here is a recap. Welcome back to another episode. To be fair, this episode, yeah, I thought it was going to be a walk in the park, but when I began to look at topics around you, I was like, chase! <laughs> this is heavy. Yeah. So Michelle is joining us today. Michelle, want to say hi real quick so we can hear her voice. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, my name is Michelle. Do I have to introduce myself now, or is it coming later? Uh, no, nah, you just just do it now. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so my name is Michelle, but everyone calls me Mish. Um, I'm half Indian, half Israeli, and I grew up in Eastern and Southern Africa. I met Wally when I was in Loughborough University doing my master's degree, and uh, here we are now. Yeah, and we met um, dog walking. Yeah, we which was walking. which was probably one of the most random activities I ever did in my life because a I hate walking as a random activity. <laughs> B I actually went dog walking. So I know, right? That like, was, wait, when she mentioned so it much. earlier, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> that was that was that was the most unwallet thing I ever did. But it shows that when when you do things that are not in your comfort zone, comes out good. I.e. Great friends like Michelle, innit? No, I loved it. It was great because like Wally was on, we, we ended up with uh, Wally being in one county and me being in the other one. And we just sort of waved yeah. at each other and it was yeah, really- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. And my friends n- did not let me have the rest of it because I know I put that on my Snapchat that day and then said, making, I'm taking the piss. <laughs> but the fact that I went, I went dog walking on, on a random Tuesday afternoon and I was waving from counties with, <laughs> with a new friend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's let's not let's not say that story for too long. Um, so yeah, so today our topic today is uh, as we titled it anyways, diet dumbbells and love handles. Yeah, and obviously that was just a catchy topic to cover, you know, the tension between fitness and body positivity. Now I'm going to say body body pos instead of body positivity because I feel like that is just too long for a phrase. No, so let no, me use I refuse. Body pause. No, you have to say no? the thing every uh, every single time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, all right, all right, all right. Body positivity, the eyes have it. Democratic world, that's fine. Um, So yeah, pretty much, you know, it's this idea that we we are to love ourselves and accept our bodies regardless of our physical appearance, ability, size, you know, which is actually a good point, you know, we should accept ourselves. But then, you know, there's also the debate, not the debate, but the reality from fitness industry that says, you know, you have to exercise and pursue fitness goals. You know, wellness is also key, which again is true, right? Because health is well, isn't it? But you know, like at some point in our lives, we all struggle with body image issues. Uh, maybe not everyone, but a lot of us. And um, in today's society, it is particularly with social media being so prevalent, it is even harder because then there's a lot more comparisons you have to make with people on your feed or people you don't even know, right? So then the question now is that what, what's the line between you know, pushing yourself to reach your body goals and being comfortable in your own skin? So I told Toby and Michelle that, that I'm going to jump, jump off this topic with a random question that they're not ready for, right? And then I'm just going to ask them real quick, what is 
the one negative feedback about your body you received when you were growing up. Now, this is me assuming that you actually received a negative feedback. And I know that. So let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so for me, um, I think it definitely was my height, right? Um, that, that was definitely like one thing that kept uh, coming through pretty strongly. Um, and then in recent times, I think for between 2016 and 2018, um, I feel like I, or people say I lost a lot of weight. And so every interaction was always about, oh, are you sick? You look thin. Like what's going on and all those things. So, um, yeah, so I'll say yes, definitely. Uh, uh, but not not as intense as I guess some some other like people and all of those things. But those two things, height and my weight for for a bit. Yeah. Mm. Mish? Um, I had a very negative experience with like that whole sort of body positivity as I was growing up. I think even culturally, like when I was meeting family and stuff, the first thing they would say is, oh, you've grown fat or you've grown thin. Is that like this first comment I would get from my grandparents, from my aunties and uncles? But I think like my biggest criticism growing up was probably from my dad. Like he would constantly criticize my stomach and me being fat and like constantly saying that, oh, I won't get a man if I'm not thin or I won't be able to keep my husband if I'm not thin and stuff. For real? Like, yeah, for real, for real. Like, and, and like to the point where like, he actually got a physical, like a, like a fitness trainer from India to come over to Malawi when I was like 11 or 12 years old. And he would force me to go and exercise and force me to do it. And like, even the, even the fitness trainer was like, oh, this is not the plan, but he would deviate from the plan and stuff um, because he was so like obsessed with my body and like how I look. So I got a lot of criticism growing up and like I faced a lot of that, a lot of that from my dad. Yeah, well, that is, that is heavy because again, <laughs> oh my God. like, as I think that just shows that that just shows how complex it is for a woman, you know, from that early age, because I can bet my balls, well, I can't, but you always say that she always is is I I I can guarantee the fact that if I was a guy or if you were a boy rather, it might not have been that, um, you know, intense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's my assumption based on things I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my experience, kind of similar to Toby. Yeah. Um, I was I was a skinny kid. Um, I'm still slim now, but. I look good still, uh, <laughs> but yeah. But back in the day, I was I was much more skinny. And Michelle, even if if when you met me, you know that I was I was not skinnier than I am now. Um, and I didn't really I didn't really receive negative feedback then because I did not know it was negative, right? A lot of times I did not know it was negative. So in secondary school, like when, when, when boys would give me nicknames and shit like that, mm-hmm. um, I just I I I, didn't, I never dipped it too much as negativity. Mm-hmm. I think it was when you know, I I now began to, I think it was when I got to university, actually, that it began to hit me that, okay, I met new people and I'm hearing the same thing mm. again. Mm. Right. But I never actually, but I never, I, I never actually got bothered about it because of one reason. And that's because I realized that me being who I was, skinny as, as I was, was not affecting me socially. Mm. Mm. Right. So that never, you know, made me feel like, oh, I couldn't be friends with anyone or I couldn't chat up with a babe or anything like that. So I think in hindsight, I think that's one reason why that did not really affect me. Yeah, but when yeah. it did for real, when when legit affected me was when I now came to the UK. No, no, no. Actually, when it affected me was just before I came to the UK. I was in Lagos. Okay. I was playing um Wii one day, um, mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. And then and then I and then you know if you're playing Wii, it measures your BMI. Yeah. Right. And then my BMI came out and said I was underweight. underweight. Right. And I was like, huh, underweight. 
So I, I then like looked, looked it up online to see what that was. Mm. And then it was when I then saw, you know, underweight causes, effects, etc. that I felt like, okay, yo, really? Am I actually, do I actually have an issue? <laughs> I just and, find it funny that like the Nintendo Wii told you that you're underweight. Like you're underweight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like of all the things. Of all the things, exactly. It's like, <laughs> like, that is what happened, honestly. And, and four months later, I was in the UK. And, if, and when I got to the UK again, in like my in like second month I was here, I went to my ex-girlfriend's house in mm. place in Swansea. And then and and she also gave me the vibes of oh, that, oh wow, I I I I don't I don't remember you being so um so small, so skinny, right? And then in two months after that, I went to one of my auntie's place in London as well. And then she, she kept making comments about that ah, your wallet is small and everything. Mm. Like it's, it's skinny. And then this was like I was like, okay, yo, okay, yo, mm. okay. Okay, let's let's think about it. So that was when it actually hit me, yeah. um, particularly. But I'm sure as we go on, we'll dive into more stories. Uh, but this idea of body positivity, which body hinted on already, uh, I want us to def- to see talk about how we understand it, the movement particularly. I mean, I can start by giving us a definition from the internet. Yeah, please. And that's just a simple one which says, you know, this is Wikipedia, right? So we can trust them a little bit. Wikipedia, no Wikipedia. Body positivity is the social movement rooted in the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image mm. while challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body, mm. right? So straight off the bat, what do you guys think? I think it's a very like straightforward sentence. It's a very like, it's saying that we need to accept ourselves, but we also need to challenge the notion of what, you know, the media, what the world is portraying as the ideal body image, mm. um, which isn't that great because um, not a lot of people sort of, not a lot of people look like that. Definitely not majority of the world. So I think that the, the actual statement is quite straightforward. I didn't read it. Um, I didn't sort of like go on and like try to find the definition. But from my perspective, I think body positivity is sort of the way sort of like the perception, the treatment, the responsibility and the acceptance of your own body, of another person's body and of society's image of what a body is. Like that's what my sort of definition is. I think it's about body positivity. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so same as you, like, to be honest, like before we pick this topic and this whole vibe to speak about it, like the word had come into like obviously you run into certain yeah. words and other things but i never really like deeped it in that sense but just personally i think body positivity is really just again being comfortable in your own skin and you know being able to do the things you want to do regardless yeah. of you know how you look and all of those things and i think on the flip side of it it's also you know not being judged for how you look and again just it's almost it's almost like the the way the other side of like race in that sense, right? So um not not being put down or anything because of your body type or your body size or like that kind of thing. Particularly in a world that celebrates, like you said, a certain type of figure, right? It then causes people that don't or might not look like that to kind of like feel bad about themselves in that sense. So um that's kind of like the vibe I got from the whole thing. You know one thing that uh, I think about is also because when we define these things, it almost sounds sometimes or almost links to that idea of, you know, I'm perfect the way I am. Mm, mm. Right. Now, just off the bar of what I just said, that and I'm perfect the way I am. Because again, I've heard that as I've seen that as a definition or as a consequence or as a thought process of based on this movement. Yeah. Do we think that that is, you know, 
what the movement is saying that we should think that we're perfect the way we are, or it's there is gray areas in that. Um, I think that's like an extreme sort of like view um, based on the movement itself. And like, it's just like anything in this world, like there's always the center line and then there's the extreme left and the extreme right. So I think the, I'm perfect the way I am, regardless of whatever it is, is like on the surface, it seems okay. But like, I'm sure as we go on, when we dig deeper, you find out that sometimes it's promoting um, something that might not essentially be beneficial to the person themselves. And you know, there's also camps that says if you say a statement like that, it means you're like, like they call them healthists, right? Like, I'm sure we'll get there as well. But- you know, there's there's like a word for, you know what, nowadays is, is very interesting because there's like a word for everything. Everything, now. for everything. Like- and, <laughs> and and it is, I mean, I, I don't know what to blame. I can't, I, I, can't use, I, I can't use the word blame because I'm not saying it's a problem, but yeah. it is just interesting how words, concept develop and concept become very, very powerful because... Yeah when we don't know what the concept we're used for or what, where they come from, but they sound like very, very good sound bites. Mm. You know, we pick them yeah. up and begin to um, use them every day as if you know, that's yeah. the next best thing since sliced bread. So health is, for example, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think it like comes from, like, if you think about it, the, the whole um, sort of from the 1990s right up to now, we've we've sort of like grown in terms of technology and communicating with each other and we're we're growing in the sense culturally we're expanding as well and we're all developing our own ideas and recently we've come into this culture of like validation that we need from other people and this culture of we need to have our feelings and our emotions and our thoughts and our views defined and you know because we have such strong feelings of defining these things because we've come into like a whole society of just like movements and, and, and advocation that because of that, we're trying to like define things and trying to say, okay, well, we matter and this matters. So we need to give it a definition to mm-hmm. voice our opinion saying, okay, this is what it is. Like, you know, look at this and then and, and hear it and, and understand it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, so this body, body positivity, oh, I'm going to struggle with this word a lot today. <laughs> you know, to, looking at someone who is 13 years old, right. And then, and then asking, for for advice on losing weight you know is there a wrong type of being body positive oh that's an interesting question um it's got too many factors in it i think as well because like for me one of the biggest factors of defining body positivity you know is starting from a young age in the family itself like as when you're growing up like the way your parents teach you to see yourself and to treat yourself and to be with yourself Like for me, that is the start point of body positivity. And ultimately that then grows and helps you sort of like, like a tree sort of just growing branches. And that's how you end up defining your own root of what body positivity is. So do you guys have any, any, um, do you guys have any insecurities like body, body wise? Loads. Loads. (laughs) You don't? Loads, loads. She said loads. Oh, loads. Yeah. I don't think I've right. ever met a person who up until now is like, oh, I fully love and accept. And I, I like, I've not met someone, even mm. though it's like in the media and stuff, I've not met someone like that. Yeah. So looking at insecurities, right? Is this something that we think, you know, it is a good thing or something that we think should drive us to become better? Or is that is that line where we've got to draw and say, you know what, this thing that is, let's leave it the way it is and not touch it. And this thing that is, you know, that we're insecure about, let's try and improve it. That's a, that's a okay because for for example now some things can't change right so if i'm if if i'm five four as a guy i yeah. can't 
I can't do height surgery. Sorry, mate. It's not going to happen. Mm. Right. But, you know, other securities, like maybe um, you have a receding hairline or yeah. maybe you, I don't know, you you don't have a six pack. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as a guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What is insecurities? Are, are we saying insecurities? Not that are we saying, I'm asking you guys, do we think yeah. insecurities, you know, should be embraced? And do we think insecurities can be improved on? And do we think there's a line in which we can draw from? Um, so I think insecurities can push let, you. Let me tell you how you answer this question. You start okay. by telling me your, your insecurities. First. My insecurities. Oh my God. Okay. Um, as I started, <laughs> as I started this, as I started this sort of like, um, you know, episode with, I think, um, growing up, I was very insecure about my height. Right. Um, that, that was always something and, you know, they'll tell you eat beans, do all of these things, blah, 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 oh, blah, yeah. to grow tall. And for me, it was just frustrating. Um, so there's a term, uh, they call people like me that don't like to eat. I learned my So it's like, you have a mouth, but you don't like to eat. Right. And so that was me. My portions were always small and all of these things. So it's like, you know, I go to people's houses and then they serve me food and I'm like, they give me like one spoon and I'm like, it's enough. And they're like, ah, oh, look at you, you're small. Like you need to eat well, eat well. And I pack the food on my plate and all those things. So that definitely haunted me for a long time. Uh, and that was something I was uh, relatively insecure about. Nowadays, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm that short anymore. Like I'm five, seven. So I stand beside a lot of people and, you know, I still seem like tall, but I still carry that mentality in my head sometimes where I'm like, God, I wish, like, I wish I had eaten more when I was younger and just like added a few inches and things like that. So, but, so that's the, the first part of the question. I think the second part is that like insecurities, um, they, they could cause you to do certain things. Right. Um, Insecurities can cause you to do like two kinds of things. Either push you to try and change them and be better, or they push you to like loathe yourself and just become powerless about it. So there's a very thin line. There is a line to answer the question directly, but I think it's a very thin line um, between mm. what insecurities can make you do. Um, and, you know, I was reading somewhere that, you know, sometimes, right, the, the negative reinforcements you get from certain um, insecurities and things doesn't actually push you to do like better for yourself right like there's this weird illusion that oh when there's when there's a negative sanction on something it causes you to want to change it sometimes it actually makes you feel more powerless about that thing and so that's kind of like where body positivity also tries to come from in a sense that like the negative way of telling people oh you're this you're that hasn't worked in a while so maybe encouraging like them to be comfortable enough to say okay fine like this is how i am but this is how i might want to be um, but there's also a thin line between that and just being comfortable with things that are not ideal or the best. No, ideal is the wrong word. Things that are not the best for yourself um, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Mish? Um, so for me, like I said earlier, my like stomach was quite a big issue growing up because my dad would always like point it out to me. Um, I think like when it comes to body positivity and insecurities, I think of not just like physical ones, but also like I had mental insecurities as well. I had like um, issues with my glasses. When I was a kid, I used to be in school and people would like call me names. I had like, you can see I've got really curly hair. Like I never had such defined hair. My hair would be really frizzy because I never knew how to control it. So people would call me witch or like, you know, when I was going back to India, they'd call me a witch. So like I had a lot of like insecurities physically about how my appearance was. Every time I moved to a different country, I had to fit that society's um, idea of what, what I should be like. And every time I managed to fit into one country and go into another, I had to constantly change. So like I was never sort of winning where every three, four years I managed to finally adhere to their norms and their their ideas. And, and then suddenly I had to move. So 
So I had a lot of insecurities in that way in terms of just my appearance and fitting in with my friends and, and, and my dad's standards of what I should be. Um, but coming back to sort of your question, I think your question sort of talks about how do insecurities drive us in the sense, what, what do they, how do they impact us? What do they cause us to do? Now, I'm going to answer this in a slightly different way. I'm going to say that insecurities for me are not, and this is something very recent, by the way, I just figured this out quite recently as well. I've been treating insecurities like it's a separate object for me. Like it's like, it's over here and this is this is the insecurities and I'm over here and like, I need to treat it like, like it's a thing that's just growing on me. Like, okay, fine, I've got this insecurity. I need to deal with this through through working out and I need to do push-ups and press-ups and do all this. So I think like, for me, dealing with insecurities, the real way to sort of deal with them is to actually build a relationship with them and get to know them and understand it and sort of be sort of vulnerable with them because ultimately insecurities are coming not just from the surface level of, oh, I'm just fat and that's insecure, you know, like it's coming from a lot deeper than that. It's coming from a very emotional, very vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. And I think people sometimes, especially nowadays in this culture of, oh, we need to deal with insecurities, mental health, this, that, like, you know, constant sort of feed of information coming to us. We're not able to just like, sit down and just say okay what are my insecurities like let me focus on them you know by myself without all that noise coming in and so all that noise is just like allowing us to deal with them on a surface level we're not actually able to go in and you know deal with them on a proper level because we're not able to build that relationship with them we don't have the time we don't have the energy there's too much information around mm-hmm. and and it's interesting that you mentioned earlier and you said you know your glasses you get, you get the example of your glasses and that just showed me that you know the idea of being body body positive can go beyond your actual body right you can i mean can go beyond the physical body looks it can be simple accessories or body peripherals as as we say so thinking about things like fake eyelashes um tans even makeup mm. you know do we class that as as things that cover insecurities or things that are in the body positivist positive um movements hmm. yeah i think so, it's probably down to intent exactly that was like, exactly exactly was okay yeah. okay let's okay let's the example of makeup for example yeah yeah just because that is probably one of the one of the easiest and oldest so and what do we think why do you think what no why do you wear makeup michelle do you wear makeup and if you I only wear I only wear lipstick. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> okay. thing I wear. And that's because like my lips get chapped and stuff. Um I don't know how to actually wear makeup. It's really bad. Like I, I when I dress myself, I look like a clown going out. I remember one time I put like orange on my on my eyelids and like I looked horrible. Never ever put makeup near me. But yeah, no, okay. I don't I don't I don't wear makeup, but my mom does, and I know people who do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like so like so like the fake eyelashes, the makeup, you know, why do we think people wear makeup is it like because again the, the word you used earlier was intense which i think is yeah. a very important word yeah intense so there's people who argue that you know these these things the eyelashes the book jobs etc are for insecurities people who argue that it's for empowerment you know it's all about definitions right intentions of why they do it yeah yeah so and again we're saying that all of this might extend body positivity extends to other things right beyond just your physical image on on a, on a, on 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 whatever on a painting for example so things like makeup boob job eyelashes fake eyelashes yeah 
what are the intents that we think cover that and are those stepping are those stepping off insecurities i don't think so like i think like most of it is it's, it's fashion right and fashion has evolved from time to time right but obviously it's fashion for the most part right um because but again maybe it's also because th- th- think about it, right? Like um, sometimes when, when it comes to boob jobs, there's some people- Okay, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Let's be specific because I know I've given examples that are all different, right? So yeah. which one exactly are you referring to might be fashion? Eyelashes. Um, okay, let's say eyelashes, right? Or eyelashes, like, okay. makeup and okay. things like that. But let me actually go to the boob job one because, you know, I mean, there's he, people- he's, he's like pl- plastic surgery in general. Plastic like, surgery. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, plastic surgery. Right. So now um, think about it. There's some people that- um, you know, they have very like large chests and all of that. And that gives them very, like a lot of discomfort in their backs. Right. And then they go for surgery to, you know, reduce the large chest. You mean like breasts? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Like, well, like, do okay. we have to? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure because, because there's some people. So I wasn't sure what you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. To, be yeah. fair, I, 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 to be fair, like I'm, I'm planning to do that in the future. Cause like my breast side is quite large anyway. Like I'm not ashamed of it. Like I'm not mm-hmm. of anything of mm-hmm. that, but like, I know that like I'm going to have to do it because I get back problems now at this age. So in the future, I know that I'm going to eventually have to do it. So like something like that is probably an example. Exactly, exactly. So that's why that's why what she said about intent is pretty important here, right? But there are some people that the only reason or the major reason why they, they want to do it is because they want to fit into, I guess, a class of like what society considers ideal or beautiful or things like that, right? And, you know, it's fine if that's what they want to do. But I, I think... It's it's hard. It's, honestly, I think it's hard to kind of like throw a blanket over it and say, okay, this is right, this is wrong, or this is a right intent, and this is a wrong intent, right? So I think it really boils down to each person. Um, so I, I think, honestly, I actually don't even know how to answer the question in, in, in simple terms, but I think it actually boils down to each person. But I want, and I don't want to look at that angle of it because that one is almost logical in the sense that it's a health, it's a health reason. It's got to be done. Right. I'm thinking about instances where we don't have those issues, right? There's no health risk. There's no, it's not, it's not a mitigating um protective measure over something in the future. You know, so what what are we saying about those kind of cases? Yeah, well, that's most likely um the reason for that is aesthetics to 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 look at like the appearance and, and to look beautiful or to feel beautiful or to have sort of some sort of like idealized version of what you want something to be you know so that's one of the reasons that people will do it now the the question comes is is whether it's right or wrong like that's where the question comes in like whether or not they do it for a different reason that doesn't really matter but is that reason right or wrong um it's very dependent i would say it's it's such a controversial question because on one it is honestly well you know no one should be doing that because everyone should embrace their natural states like why do you need to have like bigger boobs or why do you need to have like you know a nose job your nose is perfect the way it is you were born that way but on the other side you've got people where they feel pressurized by society they feel pressurized mm. by their, yeah they feel pressurized by their friends or they don't feel good about themselves and you know for them that seems like the only way to go forward like i need to do this in order to feel better or to you know some sort of sort of gratification out of it you know so you've got those those kinds of people as well I don't necessarily think it's wrong. Like, I don't necessarily think, oh, having a boob job is wrong. I do, th- I do think you're having, like, the job done for the sake of, you know, pleasing other people and, 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 and getting validation from other people is not okay. I think that, for me, is like, well, now you're stepping beyond 
your own sort of relationship with yourself and your body and what you're doing with it. And you're now letting the influence of everyone else on fat. So for me, that's like, well, that's not okay. If you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it because you know you want to do it and you want to feel good and you want to look a certain way, you know, fair enough. But not really for, you know, other people to look at you and to meet. But you know what's funny? Even, even, even sometimes there's a blurring aspect of when you're doing things because it makes you feel good and you're doing things because, you know, you feel like others want, you feel like in order to validate you. Because sometimes yeah. that, that validation might subconsciously make be your feel good factor. And trust me, yeah. it feels good. Being validated feels good. Like when you get 200 likes, even if I don't care about Instagram, it is, it's dope, isn't it? Right. When, when someone compliments your, your hair every day at work, you know, you, you automatically, because your brain just likes, your brain would feed yeah. off good, good validation, right? And I think that's one of inherent factors of being a human being. Yeah. Let me right. add a twist. Let me add a twist here. So you've, you've talked about like how, um, you know, we're, we're doing these things for ourselves. We're going to do, you know, certain like boob jobs or whatever. And we're, we're going to make ourselves look good. Now, if you take this into the modeling industry, yeah, and look at even, even plus size models or regular models, now we've got now a whole industry trying to change the way you look to fit like, you know, a certain sort of advertisement criteria or whatever criteria. But, you know, like, for example, plus size models, if they don't fit like a certain criteria in terms of weight and in terms of size and the way they look, you know, sometimes they even put padding on them to change their appearance. And like they do that intentionally, like they put padding on plus size models to make them look well, like they, they add, they add, they add like more sort of like flesh onto it. So they, they, can, they basically make them look bigger. <laughs> hey, thanks for making it halfway. Before you continue with the episode, don't forget to follow at 20s Convos on Instagram. And if you haven't subscribed already, do so right now. I mean it like right now. Done? Cool. All right, moving on, we looked into if body positivity sort of encourages unhealthy lifestyles. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the thing I mentioned at the start where, um, yeah, that's true, right? If you speak to any doctor or whatnot, they'll definitely tell you that, you know, you know, you need, there's an ideal weight, fat is bad, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, you know, I think the, the thing that happens in reality sometimes is that some people that seem like thin and whatnot, think they're healthy right and so like being fat is always like there's always just associations drawn to like being fat as being unhealthy but that's not always true right it's sometimes beyond the surface or beneath the surface sorry so overall i think um being body positive the original intent i don't think it's a push for people to not be conscious about their health um but like the thing i said at the start there's always like extreme right and extreme left when it comes to any kind of issue that we're discussing and the extreme one extreme case of body positivity could be health negativity in the sense that you know people are like i'm who i am i'm fine the way i am and so you know nobody should mm. tell me that i'm unhealthy or whatnot it's like i like the way i look and whatnot um but question which, which is fearful that mindset is fearful to me you yeah know, saying, saying 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 i like the way i am i have Honestly, even even my own sister said that to me before, and and I just said you can't say that because even when I was skinny, like like well well man them skinny back in the day, I kind of knew that I I kind of knew in a way that that looked like I was not at the best possible health shape. If anything, right, even though I was eating and eating and eating and eating, I was still skinny. I knew that consuming coke on on a daily was not good for me. Yeah. Right, even, even though I have no visible effects like some others do, right? I knew that the fact that I couldn't jog 
and I, I couldn't jog for 10 minutes without breathing a certain way was, was not good for me, yeah. right? At the age I was, right? And the thing is, we can say, yeah, beauty is in, is in the eye of, you know, everybody, I'm perfect the way I am, but health is science, right? And in the, in the, in the realm of facts, health, science reigns reign supreme, right? So there's times where, where, where we shouldn't say or where, where we should not say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good the way I am, G. You know, I'm good. But, you know, you're not striving to be healthy. Because if you think, if you think about it, um, I mean, you, Michelle, I'm in the UK, yeah, right? I know that I'm currently, Boris is talking about um, having um, everyone do more exercise. No, honestly, like the prime minister here in the UK is talking about, yeah. you know, every, everyone getting more healthy. And yeah. me personally, I find that amazing. I love it. I love but, it too. But equally shocked. Equally shocked because it's not what you get on the news from a political standpoint. No. Right? But it's an important message because what he's saying there is critical. What he's saying is for us to make healthcare work on a sovereign damn level, mm. everyone has to put in the work too. Mm. Okay? Yeah. You can be eating fish and chips every damn day with Coke and Fanta and everything with it and then saying that, oh, and you want, wait, Toby, don't, 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 wait, hold on. And I'm saying that you want um, um, free healthcare. Th- that is great, but we should all put in the work together. Right? Because even, even for anything, I feel like we have a collective, the same way we are on about, you know, um, climate change and stuff. We've got a collective responsibility to be better for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying go ham and, and, then, and then, you know, like starve yourself. No, I'm not promoting those kind of behaviors. But the simple tricks of dropping soda, or you know, stop stop consuming three tops of ice cream. I mean, if it's something okay, yeah, yeah, you got a bad day, that's fine. But I mean, like on a daily basis, yeah. you know, I mean, am I going? Am I going wild right now? No, you know, you're talking about collective responsibility, like as a society. No, because I mean. From Toby's face, he's got some objections, so I'm listening to Toby. No, no, no. So, so it's, it's not exactly an an objection. So what I, what I just think is that like there's there, there's that borderline between um, what you've just said and the the healthiest view that I mentioned earlier, which is the sense that you know it you owe it to your society to be healthy, right? I think no, that no, 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 yeah, no, 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 exactly. No. That's, that's not what I said. No, no, Ex- no. Yeah, no. no. I, I know. I, I, I know. You owe it to yourselves. I know. I'm saying that I'm saying that if we're relying on a system of healthcare, yeah, and you're saying this is this is us thinking like economically and politically now. You're saying okay, well, we want better healthcare, right? That is great, right? But for you to want better, I'm not talking about social media or anything. I'm talking about just healthcare, the hospitals, right? The same way we are all locked down at home so that we don't have the NHS overrun, right? It's the same way we can all eat a little bit better, yeah. To ensure that we save some resources for those who actually need proper emergency um, 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 health 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 reasons. I mean, what's the, the difference between both of them is is pretty. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, one is a virus where where's the new virus we've got to lock down, but but one is a more simple daily step gradual process that will last for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get that, and I agree with you, right? Um, I think I'm just saying like, you know, on the extreme left of this is just that feeling that, you know, just because someone chooses not to do the things you think are healthy, then you negatively sanction them. Like, obviously the idea... No, no, don't, don't say like, you think are healthy, like, like, like some opinion. No, certain things are facts, Toby. Yeah, but still like, you know, the, 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 the thing about it is that like health, health is, 
I feel like it tends, it should be a personal thing, right? Like, just like, wait, wait, chill, 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 chill. It should be a personal thing. And I know the fact that, yes, because there are healthcare systems and things like that, like, obviously, it's a, it will be nice for, like, collective responsibility to factor that or put that into, into place as well. But I think the, I don't know, like, do we do that with any other theme? like that that has a very personal effect um let me just try and shape this properly so you're saying that because this person is you know maybe binge eating or doing all those things they're not just doing a disservice to themselves but they're doing a disservice to the general public no no i'm not saying that i am not saying that i'm not saying that Uh, let let me clarify my points one more time (laughs) yeah i'm not saying that okay what i said there is when i saw boris's point Hmm. right I said, yes, that is a good point to make to the public. I agree with that. Yeah. Because you said health is a personal issue. And I agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. And I used the example and said, even, even when I was 16 and 18 and I was very skinny, yeah. right? Even though I was not big, I was still eating on a very unhealthy manner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And I knew that even though it's not obvious, I knew it was unhealthy because I knew that even when I'm playing football, I can't run a certain as as long as you know. And me personally, I wanted that to improve, mm. right? Yeah. So that was that that was my own personal journey. To say okay, I want to improve this mm. because I know that diabetes is a thing of mm-hmm. is real. This is not what is values. This is facts. Yeah, yeah. Right now, my my now now me linking that to macro structures is this is why I say if you are sitting down and saying, well, this is my own personal health, right? I'll do what I want to do. Mm. But they are complaining okay. that there is there is not enough um, free healthcare, or there's not a a, poly, a, a societal wide societal wide um, healthcare system to cater for you. It is kind of you poking holes in in a in a in a balloon, yeah. Because you are there putting yourself nearer to the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And I complain that the healthcare system is not mm-hmm. enough for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, 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 fair point. Fair point. All right. Yeah. That is my argument. Yeah, fair. Cool. But uh, Mish wanted to say something. No, I was just, it's really interesting, sort of just understanding that sort of collective responsibility that I was speaking about and um, your opinions on it, you know. So, uh, my sort of opinion on it is I think that it's important to have collective responsibility in this generation. Um, the reason I'm saying that is, as Toby, you mentioned how, like, we don't have any other things sort of instilled in us that we have something sort of collective responsibility to go towards. Like, we don't have uh, health and being, you know, looking after ourselves as a collective movement. Um, you know, that's an official collective movement. But we do have education as a collective movement, um, as an example, you know. Yeah. We do have jobs and societies and we have roles like organizations and stuff. And all of this, like, ends up contributing to ourselves and to society. Now, I'm not comparing them directly, but I am saying that over the course of numerous thousands and thousands of years, humans have, you know, evolved in the sense they've grown from going to caves and then fighting and, and getting animals and stuff to developing new technologies and softwares and infrastructure and all sorts of things. So over time, things have changed. And over time, cultures have changed. The way, for example, like body positivity and health and, uh, and looking at fitness that wasn't a thing like a hundred years ago or 200 years ago or 400 years ago. It was the, the, the focus was, okay, let's fend for ourselves. Let's put, you know, a shelter over us. Let's get food. You know, that was the focus. 
as humans developed, as they expanded, as they, you know, grew things and, and, and evolutionized themselves, then we started to go into more cultural um, nitty gritties like body and, and, and health and image. But that came later, much, much later. We took a long time to get to where we are because before all of this, we, have, we had a lot of other major issues. We had caste divides. We had people who couldn't get jobs in certain places. Now we're becoming a more equal society than we ever have been in the past. And now that we're becoming a more equal society, we're able to deal with other issues like this. And this issue itself has, it's, it's come about because of ourselves. Like we have caused this issue to come about social media and, and, and the ideals of beauty and, and, and pornography and all sorts of things have taken part and, and pumped this idea of what in a body should be. Mm. And that is what we're going towards in this day and age. So given this day and age that, you know, given the, the, the cultural and the sociopolitical, um, you know, point at which we are, I think we need to meet the needs of this day and age as well. Absolutely. Make sure that we are not obese to a point that we cannot function in our day-to-day lives, that we cannot do the things we want to do, live the way we want to live, and be what is ultimately the best human form that we can be. You know, so I do think that we do have a collective responsibility in this day and age, whether or not that will continue into the future and become a bigger thing, or whether or not it will die down will depend on the environment in the future that we go into. You know? Absolutely. I think I think that is well said. Um, you know, you hit the nail in the head there. And, and, and I like the reference you made where, you know, we've moved to a more equal society and therefore our needs have changed. Because if anyone looks at even um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you see that, you know, at the bottom of the of the of the of the of the pyramid, it is just the basic needs which originally cavemen were fighting for back today. But now, but now as we're moving up the chain, you know, now we're fighting for things like um, needs for our our esteem, so needs to feel recognized, needs need for respect to society, right? And that's one of the reasons. That's one of the downsides social media has done, because because social media has given us an open and playing not playing field, but has opened the pool of what you can see at, around the world, right? Whereby you know you, you don't just connect yourself with with Tom, Dick, and Harry next to you next door in school, whatever, but you're looking at a person who is in Australia as well. And saying, damn, that guy has got yeah. six packs, you know, my age. And what am I doing here with my with my um yeah. belly belly sides, you know? Yeah. And 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 that just begs the question of what can one do to, I don't know, to probably inoculate against this, or and what can one do to to feel better about and what can one do to feel better better about about themselves if they're in this situation? Because I don't say problem because even even for me as as confident in quotes as I tend to be or or see myself as mm. I've had moments in the past past where you know I'm like oh yo I don't like my body how it looks yeah. actually to be honest if anything and one of the reasons why I've actually been pissed about lockdown is because of the gym yeah. and and I realized later on that one of the reasons why I was pissed about not going to the gym was because I realized that if I don't go to the gym I'll, my body might shrink back to how it was before. Yeah. And how it was before was a feeling that I did not particularly like. Mm-hmm. And not because not because I did not feel standard, but also because I put myself in a position where I want to strive for excellence and excellence and excellence. And I had seen that it was possible mm-hmm. because, because there was a point where I went from you know 64 kg to 74. And yeah. not just and not just 74 fat, but 74 of good muscle and good health. Mm-hmm. And obviously getting compliments from people and say, oh, well, you look look this way yeah made me feel good right i'm not going to deny it but <laughs> obviously knowing that oh that i might go back to the point where people might say oh bro you lost weight or oh, bro like even when if like when i hear oh bro you lost weight 
it almost <laughs> sends sends me sends vibrations to me about times where I I hear that thing every day, right? And mm-hmm. you don't you don't deep it too much, but sometimes that pressure is also not just on social media or people you see, but also people that are close to you, right? Mm-hmm. People yeah. people that are, are around you growing up and people that are around you every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if and if anything, I think I think I've become more conscious about how I approach people's bodies because I've, for example, I know somebody who, okay, I'm not gonna mention the name, but mm. I've got a friend who, you know, like she's a lady, and 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 we spoke about oh, like she's trying to get um fit and everything, like she wants to lose her body fat and everything. And honestly, I'll be like, look, I think your belly is 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 good the way it is, mm. right? And not because I'm, I'm saying that to please her, but because I'm saying that to make her realize that. You know your motivation for gaining or losing your belly fat should not be based of Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because because when that ends, right? I mean, I don't know if it's gonna end, but you want to motivate yourself for reasons for self excellence. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that that can transfer to other things. Yeah. Right. And and I guess and I guess this leads me to to, to the point of you know body positivity and and the culture, right? Yeah. Fat shaming mm. and things like that. Um, what do you guys have to say about that? Um, I, I I think in terms of that one, it's pretty interesting because um, back in Nigeria, like in the, in the Southwest, you know, there is really, at least in the old generation of things, there wasn't really fat shaming in that sense. If not, it was encouraged. Like, if you're a big man. Yeah. yeah. Like, Nigerian men would say, I want that woman to You understand? Boy. You understand, right? And like, you know, as as a Nigerian man, like if you have a round pot belly, like big, people think you're rich. People associate it with wealth. And I actually, I was reading and I heard like, it's, it's not even, a, it's not a Nigerian thing, like almost across Africa. And I think it, 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 even in other like, you know, South Asian cultures as well. So for me, it was a bit, it, it was a bit like weird because I was on the receiving end of that. But obviously, like uh, Mish said, you know, you can go somewhere else. And then the definition of what is ideal changes, right? And then, so for me now, I'm sure my my my, my shape and figure is probably fine in, in most places, like most Western cultures in, in that sense. So um, I think culture plays a very huge part. I think whatever is positively sanctioned in a certain community um, will receive, you know, more, you know, airtime and, you know, head time and everybody wants to be that. And whatever receives a negative sanction, um, people try to stay away from that in that sense. And, you know, I think the flip happens in, you know, in the West and the U.S. and places like that where there's a definitely a lot of fat shaving. Maybe also in our generation that has started to become more of a thing in that sense. Um, but short, short answer, culture definitely does play a part. Uh, just seeing how different cultures treat um, being on the heavy side. Yeah. Mish? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Toby. Um, culture plays a big part. You know, where you are in the world is such a big difference. Like, it makes a big difference where you are in the world. If you go to Japan or if you go to South Africa, there are two different um, ideals of what beauty beauty is. You know, for uh, for Japanese standards, you have to be petite and small, smaller and more feminine. Um, you know, in Nigerian standards, you know, you, you might have more thicker women and, and that's portrayed as sort of more the ideal. What I'm saddened by is that um, we've, we've become driven towards the Western ideal. That is what I'm saddened by more than anything else, because we've got all these different cultures with different perceptions. And I'm not saying those perceptions are right or wrong at this stage. I'm not saying that, like, oh, it's good or bad to have them. I do think that certain societies hold a very high standard of beauty, which which is outrageous, you know, 
But I do think that in some societies, it's more there. There was more of an acceptance in the older generation yeah. Of, yeah. of of bodies, you know, compared to the younger generation in any culture. But I also think that the way we see beauty is so different amongst like different cultures in the world. I feel bad that that the, the sort of Western culture is taking over that standard, saying, "Oh, you have to have this sort of figure to look amazing." Mm-hmm. Um, so I am saddened by that. But yeah, I do think culture plays a big role in 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 in, in this. Fat shaming um, amongst different cultures always always a problem. And nowadays, especially in our generation, in any culture, I think it's a problem. You know, it's it's because we've we've been taken over by an ideal. Even if it's not so much in 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 some of the Eastern countries, I mean, it is it is in the sense that you know within their own cultures they promote it. But there's there's less of an influence there from the West side. But if you really look at it, we're looking at you know, the sort of influence of this ideal body type, which is sweeping over different countries. And, you know, younger generations are getting really negatively affected by it. Honestly, honestly, it's very scary with the younger generation. Um, the younger generation is, is, and I say this like I'm some old guy, but, but you get what I mean. <laughs> and the younger generation is very, very interesting because I think, I think, I like their values in terms of, I think they care more about the world. I think they, they care less about um, mansions and you know big cars but i think what they what they care about more is is affecting their mental health yeah in terms of the comparisons compared to what we had even like to, like like the whole like if you look at information streams like if you just if you look at a tiny tiny person yeah and all these information streams coming in yeah like so much information yeah. what do you think the person is going to do they're going to grab on to different information, right? And like, we don't know what kind of information they're gonna grab onto. And the likelihood, if, if somebody says, oh, you look beautiful, versus if somebody else says, oh, you look fat, the likelihood is they're gonna grab onto that one because that one hurt them deeper and, and, and it felt more in there, you know, than the person who said something positive. Absolutely, as, as, as human beings, we would always um, attach negative information we get as more important than the positive ones. Um, but, um, but let's not digress too much. There's something you mentioned earlier, which was you said, you know, across the cultures, beauty is different. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then and then you mentioned the fact that, like, we are nowadays um, adopting beauty to the Western standards. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that, right? And that relates to what I said earlier, where I said beauty is in the eye of the So, you know, there's there's Nigerian, not Nigerian, African men who say, you know, I'll my woman take. There's African men who say, you know, I'll my woman slim. Yeah. There are African women who say, I want my husband buff, muscular. There are African women who say they, they don't like all of that, right? Yeah. But here's where Wale's point comes in here. I don't care what culture you are in. One thing that remains standard is health. Yeah. Because we human beings all have the same kind of body functions. If you yeah. get shot, you bleed out and die. White, black, African, European, whatever. Yeah. Right. So, okay, yeah, we can bring in differences in terms of genotypes, etc. But that is going as, as, as a far distance. One thing that is concerned across everywhere is health, right? Which is probably where my standpoint comes in. Where, me personally, I'm not bothered if anyone looks. You know, you've got love handles. You've got, you've got any. You don't look a certain way. What what bothers me, and and even my own circle is if I see my friends living a very unhealthy lifestyle. Because my theory is, if I'm investing all this money I'm doing right now, no, no money, sorry, time I'm doing right now to make myself a certain person, right? What is the point 
of me doing all this effort, right? Spending hours and nights trying to be a doctor. And then in in 40 years, when I should be around the world, I am popping pills, right? Because in my youth, in my youth days, you know, I, I didn't I didn't take it seriously. No, I'm no, I'm not saying I'm perfectly healthy, but me personally, I've taken steps in simplest ways I can. Mm-hmm. Right. I've gone from somebody who legit used to take soda every damn day, Coke, <laughs> to once once in three months, yeah. in two yeah. months where possible. Right. And in fact, like my mom is actually to today, she's very surprised that that I that I don't drink Coke anymore. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she was worried. I mean, like, <laughs> like she never said, Oh, that oh that stop I'm back. She'll buy but she always said that, yo, bro, it's this drink you're taking is too much. Yeah. Right. My mom says the same thing. <laughs> right. And and my point is what I'm focusing on across anybody. I don't care if you if you look extra chubby. That doesn't matter to me. I think everybody's beautiful the way they are, right? But not to the extent where you're saying your health doesn't matter. And I'm so yes. beautiful the way I am. Yeah. All right, screw that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, second thing I want to mention is is it actually I'm gonna ask you a question. Is it harder to be healthier if you are poor because 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 that is also a factor that we, that we tend to forget when it comes to comparing um people and we say oh this guy's healthy this guys this guy is because if you are okay okay let me always what poor poor seems to extreme but if you are on the lower end of the social class right you, you might like it to be busier in, time, in terms of make and meet make yeah. ends meet yeah you're more likely to maybe sleep less i don't know you're more like i don't know probably you're, more likely to chase fast food and things like that. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. you know, if you're at the bottom of that, not bottom of the chain, but lower end of the chain, you may not have things at, at, at an easy access. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. what do you guys think? Is there is, is there a relation between health and, and economical standing? I think so. Um, but, but funny thing that's happened is just, it's like it's flipped. You know, before, you know, the middle class were, they were like not in the cities, they were on the farms and things like that. So they had access to fresh food and things like that. And only the rich could like deal with canned food and all of those mm, things. Mm, mm. But as time has gone now, on, exactly yeah. now, the rich, like it's so weird. Like right now, you know, fresh food, to get fresh food is so expensive, but the canned thing is now cheaper, right? And so the middle class, the middle to lower class are now accessing these things easier. It's actually harder for them to eat healthy. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, what the hell? That is mad. It's mad. Yeah. Because, and if you think about it, like obviously the, the more wealth you have, the more you can buy things, you know, in bulk, get better prices yeah. for things and all of those things. But you know, if you don't have the bulk of money to do that, you're like living from hand to mouth, basic, basically, right? And it's very hard to tell someone that, you know, needs to spend their income on like five different things to now spend 50% or 60% on it on trying to stay healthy. Like, you know, it's hard to justify that. So yeah, the short answer, yes, I think definitely they're very much linked. The weird thing is just how it's flipped, like from, from, from the past to now. Man, Mish, what do you think? I'm thinking of like three different things here. <laughs> I know how my mind works. I go from one thing to the other. <laughs> um, but the first thing was the poverty thing that you mentioned. I think that it really, really is important, you know, how much money you're earning and what you can and can't spend on. Um, you know, having having the ability to buy food and stuff, it, it's very important. We don't realize because we've been we've been raised to be the middle middle class or, you know, upper class. And we have access to food because our parents have provided and we've we've been lucky in that way but there are some people who genuinely genuinely just cannot afford food especially in countries where they're not just looking at like we're not they're not just going into the supermarket and buying oh 
oh, look at this choice of like tomatoes. We're just going to buy whichever ones. It's not like that for them. It's like they have to go and they have to count how much money they've got in their wallet and they have to look at the price of a tomato, a price of a potato, a price of an onion. In India, for example, the price of onions increased. Yeah, people couldn't buy them. Like people, there were like shortages and, and, and things were happening. Like the, the too much stock was being <clears throat> kept over. Onions were going to waste. Like it was really, really bad at one point, you know? So there are times when it does play such a significant role in, in, in what you can and can't eat. And then I come to my second point, which is like the influence of what is what is accessible, like what food is accessible to us. And this is where I'm like, I'm so shocked at what what has happened because vegetables and, and tomatoes and stuff are becoming expensive to buy for us. And like McDonald's and, and, and KFC and everything are actually cheaper. And then you're wondering why, you know, you're wondering why there's so much obesity. And like this, this kind of like negates the, the 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 poverty aspect because in Western countries and stuff, you get people that are quite poor, but they go and they, they they eat off fast food, okay? Because it's accessible, it's cheap, it's there. You've got obesity problems in relation to poverty in some sense, especially in the UK, in America, in other like Western countries. But then you go over, you know, to African nations or East East like East Asian nations, and you'll see over there that it's the other way around. People are not able to get good food, good quality food, because a lot of it is being exported into other countries and governments are going and taking farmers' lands and their crops and stuff and they're selling them on for higher prices and they're cutting people out of deals and people are not able to go and access food over there. So the accessibility is limited over there for poor people. So poor people, like poor people and, and, and impoverished people and people who can't afford to go and buy these things, they face challenges every day with regards to their body because they can't feed their body what it really needs. Either they're feeding it McDonald's or, or, or fast food and other bad junk food, or you're feeding it food that is, you know, not good quality food that is, you know, maybe second or third rate food because a lot of it is being exported out. So I feel like all of these factors play such a big you know, role in what we feed ourselves and how we can access food and buy food for ourselves. Unless that is, that is um that is that is mad on the spot because you know th- that just begs the idea that that goes my idea that goes anyway that says if you're in a position to afford a lifestyle that, that can give you what your body actually requires, mm. right? Know what your flesh wants, mm. you should go for it because because you're in a better position than many people who actually would want what your body requires mm. but cannot go for it, mm. right? Now that that means in real life, that means me as a human being, me personally, I don't eat McDonald's. Not because of anything particular, but because I I know I never grew up, I didn't grow up with a fast food um environment. Actually, I'm actually just dipping this right now as I'm talking and realizing that that is probably one of the reasons why I don't I didn't grow up in a fast food environment. When I was growing up, most of the things that we enjoyed eating was, was, I mean, like there was, yeah, we had like those Mr. Biggs, those guys and everything, but we go there once in a while, right? Check it out. And then that's it. Not because my folks could not afford it. My, my folks could damn afford it, but we just, just never did that stuff. And for me now, it's like, I know that I can afford to get the real deal. Mm. Right. The real deal might, might, might make me have to cook, spend, spend more time and do stuff. Right. But I'll take that because I know that there's someone else out there who need, needs this real deal as well, 
but can't get it. Right. And for that, they'll, they'll suffer a health consequence. Either that the life expectancy will drop by one year or two, I don't know. But but, but if I'm in a position to make use of that, yeah. I will. Right. And obviously, I'm not saying I'm a perfect eater. I do have junk food yeah. sometimes, quite a number of times to be fair. But when it comes to fast food, particularly, yeah. like fast fast food and my, my values do not align, particularly because I know, I know that those guys are just crop eating consumerists, you know, devils wearing black and white as logos because. <laughs> I can imagine what goes on inside the meals. Even, even, even looking at, even looking at, even looking at the new adverts now for like everyone making, making beef and vegan beef, vegetarian beef. Fast food, fast foods want to capture every single person. Okay, I feel like I'm going on a tangent right now with fast food. But and my point is, you know, me personally, I see it as if it's, if I can afford the real deal, right? Yeah. I'll go for it because I know that one, it helps, it helps my situation. So I can make a damn good food out of it. Three, I make the time available for me because because I see me. Anyone who knows me personally knows that food, me and food, is personal business, right? Because when I'm eating, first of all, I don't like to talk. When I'm eating, like it's my it's my own safe zone. So like me and me making food, I'm sure you can probably testify to this. Me making food is personal for me. I enjoy it because I know I know that my body needs this. Piece. So I like to make things natural. Thank you much for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. When if my friends are like go to Mackey's like every day, I I tell them like like why like try and reduce that because you can do without it. I'm not saying I mean you can have it like yeah occasionally that's that's fine like every mm. other day. But but if people actually live off this thing like every single day, you know, and it's it is scary. It is yeah. scary. Um, but let's I, I know we've gone out over time now. Let's just talk. Let's end up with solutions, right? Mm. I always use that with solutions. Yeah. I'm not saying we can practice it for people, but yeah. at least end on positive on positive notes. Yeah. So in terms of body positivity, in terms of insecurities, in terms of people measuring themselves up to others, in terms of health, can we just like drop some, you know, personal from at least for, at least for, at least from a personal experience, drop some mm. solutions we think can help. Um, I don't know your your next door neighbor, for example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh, I'll I'll say one, and then Toby can go. Um, but one one of the things I think is in a in a society where there's so much of media and so much of noise, yeah, going on. Can you hear that? The noise. <laughs> no, no, noise nice sort up. of like yeah. <laughs> in a in a society where there's like a lot of noise going on and and so much um, portrayal of what you should be, I think it's really important to have a good circle of friends. And a good circle of people. Um, I think that that is very, very important to listen to the voice of someone who values you for who you are, mm-hmm. as opposed to another voice, uh, you know, a stranger's voice out there. So I think having a very good circle of friends is really important. I also think, you know, it's really important to, because we, we, we don't get the choice of what family we're born into, but we do get a choice of who, who we get to make friends with and, and who we get to choose as a partner. It's really important, I think, for that acceptance to be there. One of the things I love about being in a relationship with my current partner is that he completely accepts my body for the way I am. And even even during times when we're intimate and I feel very insecure about myself and I tell him, I'm like, I'm feeling insecure. I'm, you know, don't don't touch me there. 
and and he will come and say no you're, you're beautiful i love the way you are you know you know this is what it is for me like i love this and 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 i love the way he does that because for me that's that's him accepting me for who i am and for me that helps me deal with my insecurities and helps my relationship with my insecurities so i think it's very important to have that friend circle you know mm. Mm. word 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 definitely powerful definitely powerful um for me i think um my journey has been quite interesting right i i've never seen myself um as an unfit person in that sense um but what has happened is something that has challenged me to do something and then when i once i start to do something i discover that life can actually be better that way right like like wally i used to take a lot of like um so the like in ISI secondary school every afternoon um at lunch time and then after lunch like um at, at the end of school so that's like two every day for like a week I'm <laughs> right and you know I, i changed to uh to doing only juice like concentrated juice and things like that and then now i've switched to like natural juice like and so nothing has been spurring me like it's not like i faced a bad rap in my health or things like that but i think there's just something about when you when you experience something better there's just i feel for me there's that drive to you know continue to do that thing so but you lose that experience when your intent for doing something in the first place is misplaced or is wrong right it's like if if the reason why you started in the first place um didn't come from within it's easy to like get locked into this very vicious cycle now because me for example when i started going to the gym it was because I wanted to add a bit of weight not because people were telling me i looked too thin but i did feel myself you know like feeling unhealthy in that sense and so you know someone said to me oh yeah go to the gym like you can i'm like oh people go to the gym to lose weight but they're like no you can actually like build muscle by going to the gym and things like that and i started and like it's it's been an amazing journey so far right you know i feel myself like like right now i don't go to the gym because i want to impress on or take a photo like i hardly even post photos of myself like with the whole gym experience like for me it's just the way that i feel the things that i've learned like i feel you begin to understand so much about yourself when you do certain kinds of activities right i go long distance right. i i go long distance cycling as well the first time i went i thought i was going to die like i literally thought i was going to die i'm not even being dramatic but like you know i've done you know so much more um since my first time and so it's just mass it's just awesome to watch that growth and i think you know like i said once the intent is right just lock yourself into that first try and i promise you once you get that good feeling it kind of like drives you forward but if your intent is wrong if the reason yeah. why you signed up to the gym is because someone said something about you that external factor will go away or will switch into something else negative and yeah. then you stop what you did or you were doing and pick up on the new thing that they yeah. question you on right so i think yeah yeah go on i'm actually and something and, and and sometimes just on that aspect um Sometimes sometimes people go to the gym because they get negative feedback and it spurs them on actually but the downside is sometimes because you notice that those kind of people when they don't go or when they miss the gym they become very very upset and angry like yeah. like like I, like I was yeah right because because at that point I didn't realize that that my motivations were kind of dual in the sense that I was doing I was going to the gym one because I didn't want certain certain comments and also too because it was making me feel good but it's a case of one of those was heavier than the other yeah. and, and and until i realized that i didn't make peace with the fact that okay okay bro there's no gym for like till whenever lockdown is over yeah right and I, and and and, and, I, and i'm talking about thoughts that I just had literally like within the last two two three months yeah 
Mm. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a very important point. Um, my own take would be very clear cut, and that's the sense of make health a priority in your life. Um, and that's as simple as that. Make health a priority in your life. Um, in my own life, the way I do it is as simple as this. when I go to the shops, right? If I get an ice cream bowl, right, I know that, okay, I've got an ice cream bowl today. And if I'm, if I'm going again the next week, I'm not getting one, right? Because the same way I want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my degree to get certain, certain results as a priority. The same way I'm thinking of my body, my health as a priority as well, right? And once that's in your mind on a daily basis, the simple actions that you yeah. think you take for granted, you would not... Because when you're at a party, for example, oh, not even a party, when you're just facing someone's house, oh, what do you want to drink? I have water, please. Yeah. You know, are you sure? I've got juice. I have water, please. And 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 you don't even realize it that it is from a priority is because you prioritize health. Yeah. Right. But 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 once you do that, you realize that three months, four months, five months down the line, simple things become easier. Simple things that make your life rich and health become easier. Right. Yeah. That's my number one. My number one point. Number two point is. Practice what I call, or rather ask yourself this question, am I doing the bare minimum? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like everyone can at least do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And the bare minimum is just not chugging down toxins <laughs> in your body 24-7. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing the bare minimum, that is a start. And if you're doing the bare minimum, I think, okay, clap for yourself and say, okay, let me grow from there. Mm -hmm. But once you answer that question, that's where you know where you stand. But at least be doing the bare, the bare minimum, honestly. And and I think from I, I think from there you can obviously make 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 way. Um, like I said, my own issue is just health. I'm not really concerned about how people look physically. Um, I don't and I don't think there's an ideal body type as 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 it should be. Yeah. But prioritizing health for me is is important. Uh, and I'm not saying that to to align with Boris as a conservative or or whatever. I'm not I'm not in any political stance. Yeah. I'm just saying that as human beings, right, it is it is it is what we should practice, you know, um on a daily. Yeah. Um but yeah, this has been fun, great, amazing. Um Michelle, any any final words? I mean like it's been great to have you Michelle. You've given me like a madass TED talk oh, today. You can just yeah, in your right. five minutes. Hi again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of 20s Combos. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. You can also share it with a friend you think might enjoy this too. We release new episodes every Monday. You can also follow us on Instagram at 20s Combos to join the conversation. We post quotes, polls, and other content from each of the episodes every week. Remember, it's at 20s Combos. Till next time, take care and stay safe. <laughs>